Good afternoon. Welcome to this afternoon's edition of the Rich Urban Show. I am your host, Rich Urban, coming to you from historic Harpersbury, West Virginia. We bring you news and views from God's point of view. Today's episode is, When Did We Visit You While You Were Sick or in Jail? January 6th, U.S. Capitol false flag entrapment operation needs to be investigated. Let's start with a scripture reading from Matthew chapter 25. Verse 33, he will place his sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, my father has blessed you. Come and receive the kingdom that was prepared for you before the world was created. When I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. And when I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When I was a stranger, you welcomed me. And when I was naked, you gave me clothes to wear. When I was sick, you took care of me. And when I was in jail, you visited me. Then the ones who please the Lord will ask, When did we give you something to eat or drink? When did we welcome you as a stranger or give you clothes to wear? Or visit you while you were sick or in jail? The king will answer, Whenever you did it for any of my people, no matter how unimportant they seemed, you did it for me. Then the king will say to those on his left, Get away from me. You are under God's curse. Go into the everlasting fire. Prepare for the devil and his angels. I was hungry, but you did not give me anything to eat. And I was thirsty, but you did not give me anything to drink. I was a stranger, but you did not welcome me. And I was naked, but you did not give me any clothes to wear. I was sick and in jail, but you did not take care of me. Then the people asked, Lord, when did we fail to help you when you were hungry? or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in jail. The king will say to them, Whenever you failed to help any of my people, no matter how unimportant they seemed, you failed to do it for me. Then Jesus said, Those people will be punished forever, but the ones who please God will have eternal life. This ends our scripture reading. As I said, the January 6 U.S. Capitol false flag entrapment operation needs to be investigated. As of today, which is August 6th, there are still dozens of the protesters in jail in Washington, D.C. under deplorable bad conditions. So what terrible and dangerous crimes did these people commit? Let's review some facts about this. One, not one single person has been charged with bringing a firearm into the U.S. Capitol. That's right, none, zero. The only person injured or killed by a firearm was United States veteran Ashley Babbitt, who was murdered by a still unnamed U.S. Capitol Police officer. So these prisoners are being held as political prisoners of the Biden administration. Let's listen to a clip by Julie Kelly of American Justice that she shared on the Mark Levin show. I think what the American people need to know is that the U.S. government, Joe Biden's Justice Department, is holding political prisoners uh, in a jail in Washington, D.C. that has been opened up specifically to house uh, January 6th defendants awaiting trial. They've been denied bail. Uh, they're living in harsh, almost solitary confinement conditions in this jail. Um, but what's overall happening is we can get into the specifics of what's happening at this jail. I call it the deplorable jail because that's, of course, how the Biden regime views these people. 
But the FBI and DOJ continues this nationwide manhunt. They've arrested almost 500 people now, mostly for misdemeanor mm. charges related to what happened on January 6th. This is a political persecution against Trump supporters. And uh, the American people need to know what is happening and why it's happening. It's obviously extremely concerning, to say the least, that the Biden administration is holding political prisoners. Can you imagine if this happened when President Trump was in office? Holy cow. Don't even think about it. I mean, that's incredible. Shoot, you wouldn't have seen the likes of what would be happening about that. But, you know, people on God's side aren't taken to rioting and destroying things like the Antifa protesters. Nonetheless, and all the more, this is an outrage that has to be addressed. Why isn't the U.S. senators, except for uh, Senator Ron Johnson, speaking out about this? And he said it pretty clearly. They don't want to be razzed or persecuted by the media Antifa. But nonetheless, it has to be spoken out about. So we're, I'm doing that today. So most of those arrested were arrested for, and if you see and look on the Internet, and if they released, released a daggone 14,000 hours of video, you would see in the Capitol security video, they were actually, the crime was they were walking around the Capitol taking selfies. Also, as you'll see in many videos, the Capitol Police let them in. So I don't see how it can hard be trespassing when they let them in. These cases are not going to hold up in court. But that didn't stop the prosecutor, Michael Sherwin, from saying literally on TV, hey, we're having a shock and awe operation. We'll arrest as many as possible before January 20th. And, of course, it's considered well after, continued well after that. And on August 6th now, as of a couple of days ago, there were over 600 people charged. And there's still, as I said, dozens in the D.C. jail. So the most common crime that people were accused of is knowing entering or remaining in any restricted building or grounds without lawful authority, disorderly or disruptive conduct in restricted building or grounds disorderly or disruptive conduct on Capitol grounds, parading, demonstrating, picketing in the Capitol building. In other words, they were just walking around. Most people were walking around taking selfies and stuff like that. That's a so-called riot. Hello, this is political persecution. And by the way, I just want to throw in an aside. How many of the Antifa people who were, were arrested, who were trying to break in and were actually with Antifa? How come we're not hearing anything about that? But we're hearing about the Oath Keepers and other, you know, Trump supporters. Oath Keepers, the Proud Boys, 3%. So the groups that were, and of course there were many people who were just very, of various stripes who were Trump supporters. And in fact, more than a few people just, you know, walked into the Capitol. When people say, hey, come on in, they went in. You know? So if they invited them to come on in and were just standing around, which is evident from numerous videos and would be on hundreds and thousands of videos if they, when they release a surveillance video, which, by the way, Mr. Prosecutor or Prosecutors, you have to release that surveillance video. Your cases are going to be thrown out. They're unlawful. But that doesn't stop you from putting people in jail for six months plus, does it? Hello, this is political persecution. You should be in jail for abuse of the law. So, as I just said, point number four is the Capitol Police let the prosecutors, not the prosecutors, <laughs> yeah, they should have let the prosecutors in and they'd be in jail. 
let the protesters in to the U.S. Capitol. So, for example, one person recently released after six more than six months was Michael Curzio. He was arrested, detained for more than six months. He appeared on the Dinesh D'Souza show. Let's hear what he has to say here. And what did you do when you got there? My my personal motive was to go in there. It's an, that's basically that's the people's building, and the government didn't want to hear what we had to say. You know, in the First Amendment, it says that we are allowed to, you know, address grievances to the government. And they had that building shut off. We should have been allowed to go in there and let them know that we wanted them to do the right thing. And they know what the right thing was. And my personal reason for going in there was just to have my voice be heard. When I entered the building, I was yelling we're not Antifa. Don't smash anything. Don't break anything. Don't loot. Don't fight with the police. We just want to have our voices be heard. I didn't do anything violent. I walked through a door where there was approximately six officers standing 20 feet away from it that were just letting people walk in. And nobody told us to stop. Nobody told us to leave all that. At least the areas where I was and me personally, I didn't hear anybody. I actually talked with some officers in there and told them I hope they make it home to their families and that, you know, they should be with us. And it, it was basically that the little clips that you see of people having skirmishes with the police officers, that's not how it was throughout the whole building. My personal experience in there, it was, you know, we were just there to regress a grievance and we wanted them to know that we, the people are going to stand here and, and we want you to do your jobs. All this insurrection and overthrowing the government to the contrary, we wanted the government to do the right thing and do its job is actually what we wanted. So as you hear there, the Capitol Police let the protesters in. That testimony speaks for itself. Also, point number five is the U.S. Capitol Police and the FBI knew there would be trouble, and they decided not to prepare properly. Why? Who told the U.S. Capitol Police to effectively stand down? Was it Pelosi? Was it Chuck Schumer? Other congressional officials? Recently, U.S. Representative Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and Louis Gohmert were denied entrance to D.C. jail. What are they hiding? They don't let congressional officials in to view, view and talk to the people? Really? Talk about a, a political persecution and witch hunt. So here's my presentation, supposition, and premise. This entire investigation is backwards. They're investigating the wrong people and the wrong thing. The still unnamed officer who murdered Ashley Babbitt should be investigated and his name revealed. The FBI informants who were unindicted co-conspirators, which I talked about in a recent show, should be investigated for possible charges of entrapment, i.e. entrapping people. In other words, encouraging them to do acts that were, they're later arrested for. Whoever issued the stand-down order at the U.S. Capitol, such as Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi, should be investigated, as I just said. In addition to the officer who murdered Ashley Babbitt, the Capitol Police should be investigated as well for possible collusion, false flag, and trap operation. I.e., how is it they were standing around and look, just look online yourself, talking to people. You can see many videos. They're just talking to people sitting there. Obviously, it wasn't an emergency. They haven't, you know, drawn their weapons or you know, be, you know, their batons and so on. They're just standing around. So how is it that they let the people in and then they claim these people are, you know, terrible insurrectionists and rioters? No, they're, they're at fault themselves. They're part of this entrapment operation. 
Show us the U.S. Capitol security footage, the 14,000 hours. Why aren't you showing it? Nothing to hide, right? Wrong. So that has to be shown. I'd like to read this uh, next part from the Law Enforcement Today article on their website. The former Capitol Police Chief Stephen Sun, who was forced to resign under heavy pressure from Democrats, fired back a response to Speaker Nancy Pelosi. His response undercuts the Democrats' narrative that there were no requests made for heavier security. In fact, the Congress was warned six times before the Capitol riots, and yet the House and Senate Sergeant-at-Arms, also both resigned, failed to act upon those requests. However, a secret history, quote-unquote, of the 2020 campaign reveals that radical organizations, major corporations, and party operatives assessed that there would likely be a riot if Trump lost and they could blame the president for inciting it. Speaker Pelosi's role in calling the shots on congressional security was confirmed by the now-resigned House Sergeant-at-Arms. It's clear that the Democrats knew that there would be an exposed situation outside the Electoral College as early as March of 2020. It is not indisputable that the Capitol Police and National Guard were told not to do their jobs effectively by being issued stand-down orders from their leaders. Additionally, I have reports, even from my neighbors, who heard from people who actually were there, that they were started being tear-gassed when they were just standing around outside the Capitol, nothing was happening, and they started firing tear gas and or rubber bullets at them. Well, show us the videos of the security footage and so on, so we can, uh, you know, see that that's not the case. Also reports that um, some police officers were acting improperly, you know, assaulting some of the protesters. So that has to be reckoned with, too. It's not just one-sided. If there was something done wrong of the protesters, sure. But mostly what people did wrong was walking inside the Capitol after they opened the doors. And another thing I posted in a previous one of my shows, like were online, you know, reports that, hey, there was someone, you know, waving me in. We see that even in videos. Yet, the, um, yet we're to believe that the, that, that wasn't the case? No. These courts, these things are not going to hold up in court. But like I said, that didn't stop them from throwing people in jail for six months plus. And dozens of people are still in jail. And by the way, D.C. jailers, why aren't you even letting the congressman in to, you know, tour your facility? So these are political prisoners. And Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer need to be held to account. And how about our senators? How about Senator, my senator, I'm from West Virginia. How about Senator Shelley Capito? and Joe Manchin, as well as Congressman Alex Mooney. How about doing your job? How about demanding that the political prisoners be released? How about investigating the points that I just mentioned of what really happened on January 6th and stop political posturing? It doesn't matter whether you're elected or not, and you're more likely to be reelected if you're honest than if you're a crook. Clearly, you should be investigating these illegal and unethical jailings of Trump supporters for the crime of walking around in the Capitol after they opened the doors up of the Capitol. Clearly, a lot of Capitol Police and others, especially Capitol Police, I would say, know very well about this, and they're keeping mum. Well, that's wrong. They need to speak out, even if it costs them their job. People's lives are at stake, literally, figuratively, in every way. So let's let's stop not uh, being dishonest and non-transparent 
Let's be transparent. So I hope you enjoyed the show today. Please do share it. If you like it, share it with a friend. It's on podcast. It's on our website at visionroot.org. It's also on video. We've been talking about when did you vis- we visit you while you were sick or in jail. The January 6th U.S. Capitol false flag entrapment operation needs to be investigated. I am your host, Richard Urban. I'm pointing to you from historic Harpers Ferry, West Virginia. Do be blessed, and we will see you next time.